you this morning. We thank you for how you have been faithful to us through the years and through the ages. And you continue to be faithful uh, today and tomorrow and through this next year. So, Lord, today, as we just take some time and give you thanks and praise for what you have done amongst us, uh, help us to see uh, that which you see, that which you've done. Help us to have greater trust and, and greater faith in you for so, Lord, we just, we, we welcome your presence here today. We, we trust and pray that you are already working and, and moving among us. And so we give you uh, all we are, all we have, uh, for your praise and your glory. We pray these things in Jesus' name and God's people together said, amen. Well, before you take a seat, why don't you take a, a moment to just look around you and shake a hand uh, if, if you're, you're willing to do that, if you can. Say hi to the people around you. Uh, welcome to those of you who have joined us online. And uh, we are grateful that you have come and participated in our worship service this morning. Good morning, Thai guy. Yes, good to see you. <clears throat> we're so, yeah, we're so good that you're here. Feel free to grab a seat. And, um, you know, normally, uh, you know, most, most Sundays we, we gather together for worship, we sing together to praise Jesus, we, we hear from his word, we encourage one another through fellowship and testimonies and prayer, and those are all awesome things. And today we're, we're looking a little bit different uh, just because of uh, how we want to kind of approach our, our annual general meeting this coming, uh, this coming year. And so, um, so we're celebrating how God has blessed us as we partner with him in his ministry uh, here at Westwood Church. And we're really, really grateful. We want to thank him for how he's been at work among us. And you know what? We really need to remind ourselves of this very, very foundational truth. The ministry that God has called us to here at Westwood Church is his ministry. It's, it's God's. Um, and he invites us, he invites you, he invites me, he invites all those to come to him to partner with him, not the other way around. And so it's a really, really foundational truth that it's God's ministry. So as I interact with our church family, I have the opportunity to do that, you know, quite regularly uh, from day to day and week to week. I hear countless blessings of how God is at work and has been at work uh, within our church family. Here's just a couple as we think back even over these last months and this last year. Um, rediscovering community with one another. For, for many people, that has been a really, really big thing, and we're going to hear a little bit about that in just a moment. Worshiping together with others, kind of like what we're doing here this morning. Um, our youth ministry, taking personal ownership through their faith, leading their peers, um, great stuff going on. Uh, supporting Westwood Elementary School to send every child to camp. Um, as of last week, I heard that 65 children have registered for camp out of 220, and so that's a wonderful, wonderful start, and we want to pray that God's going to continue to move. Um, you know, we had the opportunity to commission two couples to move into the MCC apartments um, this last year, and we're grateful for that. Uh, Twelve new babies were born, and like they bring life into our church family and into our, our faith community. This is, this is good. Um, people have talked about the, the gratitude they have for being part of a microchurch. Um, and I and my wife are, are one of those people. Um, th we ha there's been individuals who have strayed from God, and they are coming back to God, or they're coming to faith 
for the, like for the first time. They're discovering God for the very first time, and that is really, really amazing. Um, we've heard stories of newcomers to our country, newcomers to our city, leaving what they have known, leaving what they've known, and, and being loved as they come into a new city, a new country, finding a home, finding a way into our church family. These are all amazing gifts and blessings from the Lord. God is at work among us, and he invites us to partner with him. And as I think about this, I want to share one verse with us this morning. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6. Philippians 1, 6 is my life verse. This is what the Apostle Paul says. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. This, my friends, is my life verse. God who began a good work in me, in you, in us, in our church family, he will carry it on. He will keep working on us and in us, and he will be faithful in that work until he completes it when on that day he comes again. Um, you see, we don't give thanks and celebrate all these amazing things because of what we have done, but because of what God has started, what he is doing, and what he will yet do as we trust in him. Now, of course, we've got, we've got some awesome people who uh, serve in incredible ways. We've got people who use their amazing gifts and God-given skills. But this work that we call Westwood Church, the, the ministry of Westwood Church, um, it, it doesn't belong to, you know, some leadership team or some pastoral team or volunteers or a board of elders. It's, it's not the possession of those who have been around a long time or those who have been here a short time. It's not those with incredible gifts to offer and it's not those with, who think that they have very few gifts to offer. This is God's work. Do we understand that? It's God's work. See, God who began the good work in us is at the heart of this work. It always has been. It always will be. And he, he graciously invites us to partner with him. But God not only starts the work, he actually carries it forward. He carries it forward. If, if, if ever I need a reminder of this truth, this is the verse. Philippians 1.6 is what I need to hear. When it seems like there's no break in sight and there's always something more to do and there's never enough time quite in the day to do it, I need to remember, maybe you need to remember as well, that God is the one who has promised, promised to carry the work on if indeed he has begun it. So I don't, I don't need to beat myself up. You don't need to beat yourself up, wear ourselves out, thinking that somehow it all depends on, on you, on me, on us, because it doesn't. You know, so we, we stand here today and we wonder who's going to join us to serve as our youth pastor. Will we have the perseverance to, to keep on with the great work? Well, God's word promises that he will carry us if he has started the good work in the first place. We wonder often where leaders are going to come from. How will we develop them? Church, God has always been faithful, always been faithful to provide everything that his work needs to carry it on. He did it with Moses. 
to leave Egypt. He did it with Abraham when Abraham thought he was good as over. When his people longed for a savior, what did God do? In his perfect timing, he sent Jesus. See, God's always faithful. And he's always sustaining and carrying what he has promised to do. He's going to give us every grace. He's going to give us every blessing, every tool, every dollar, every person, every spiritual gift to do the thing that God has called us to do. But lastly, today, we want to celebrate the truth that God is faithful and he is not finished with us yet. He, he will be faithful to the end. He will carry his good work on until completion, until Jesus comes again. You know, we often forget this truth. We, we, we may start something well, and then we falter, or we stumble, or we, we come to a point where we, we think we're a failure. You know, we're good as done. Maybe it's in our marriage. Maybe it's in our family. Maybe it's as a parent. Maybe as in our vocation. Maybe it's in our service or our leadership in the church. Maybe it's in our relationship with, with Jesus. You know, it could be all kinds of things. And we may begin to wonder if things will be like the way they once were. You know what? If that's you this morning, if that's us as a church family, God's not done with you. God's not done with us. He will be faithful till the end. His word says that he has yet to complete the work that he has started within you and within our church family. His word says that he has not yet completed it. So don't think you're done. Don't think we're done. And let's not daydream too hard about the good old days, about what things used to be, because the best days could still be ahead. See, God, God is still about drawing people to himself. He's, he's about seeing spiritually lost people found, reconciled to him, reconciled to one another. God's still about seeing uh, broken marriages and families restored. He's, he's still about seeing uh, the hungry fed and, and the orphan given shelter and the widow and cared for. God is still about spiritual revival in our, in our land, in our city, in our church family. So until Jesus comes again to reign with us forever, or until he closes the door on our church family, I want to believe that the best is yet to come. Do you believe that? Do, do you want to believe that? So today, today is a great day because we're confident that God who began a good work in us and in our church family will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. So we're celebrating today. We're celebrating what God has done and is doing. And so we want to begin by talking about how God has been doing a good work among us as we think about community and as we celebrate community because the last year has seen a lot of reconnection and re-engagement with relationships and with community. So I want to invite Keith and Carrie Workentine's microchurch up and to join me on the front here and those who are a part of that group on this, on this service, I guess it is, yeah. We, we kind of got it, uh, we split it up, I think, a little bit. And so I'm going to hand out to you, Keith, and you can kind of lead us. Uh, Leanne and myself happen to be a part of this uh, microchurch. And uh, we're actually quite a large microchurch. But, uh, but Keith, why don't you, uh, you've got a plan here for us. And so 
We want to celebrate. Sure. So we, we have a microchurch where uh, 14 adults and then kids, um, we meet as adults primarily. Um, but um, a, a couple of years ago, we, we decided we wanted to start a, a new group and see if we couldn't connect some people that weren't yet connected uh, within our church family. So we did that. Um, and that was about, that, yeah, that was about a couple years ago. And uh, I guess I want to we, we think it's a great group. We really enjoyed um, the, the diversity and the, and the things that we've been studying and doing and serving together. Um, and so I, I just want to share a, a, a community connection piece with you, a little story. So um, shortly after we were re-engaging in-person services, um, Carrie and I were sitting somewhere over there and uh, we were sitting beside a new couple and so after the service was over, I introduced myself. I said, hi, I'm Keith, and, and this is Carrie. And, and, and they said, oh, we're Brendan and Fiona. And I didn't know Brendan and Fiona, but um, I just kind of said, like, how are you connected? And, and found out that they weren't really that connected. I said, would you guys be interested in joining our small group? And they are micro, I did say small group. You it's said now, small group. Because now it's microchurch. But, um, and, and they looked at me kind of stunned, but were like, yes, we really would like that. And I only recently found out the backstory to that, which is kind of interesting. So uh, this is something that they sent me. They couldn't be here this morning. But um, they said that they had been, uh, as a couple, they had um, been actually kind of alternating between each other's churches. And they were trying to figure out uh, how that would work for their relationship. Um, <laughs> he, he had... Uh, Brendan had a, a church family smaller. He was connected there. Fiona had moved here a few years prior and was looking, you know, had been attending here for a little bit. And uh, but of course, kind of re-engaging in in person, you know, we all know that it was just like a different group of people. There was a whole bunch of new people. There was some people that weren't there. And anyways, she wasn't feeling particularly connected. So they were anyway. They were trying to figure it out, and they'd been talking about the importance of having a church home and feeling that community and um so anyways they it was definitely on their hearts how do we get more com connected and during those conversations they'd been asked to join a bible study at at brendan's church but they didn't feel quite right about it and were feeling a little discouraged so one night they just prayed they said god like wh what should we do how do we get more connected where, where should we go those kinds of things and and um so the very next week was the week where they sat in their usual spot. I guess we were sitting in a different spot. And um, basically, they're like, right after we had, <laughs> we had it showed up, then, then Keith comes over and asks us if we had joined their, joined their microchurch. And they just, they just couldn't believe it. That explains the shock look that I encountered. And um, they just couldn't believe. Like, it was just such a direct answer to prayer um, that they felt that right away that this was what God was leading them to do. And they say, since then, we have found a deep and intimate sense of community as we joined the microchurch, and we feel like we have friends at church. We can start calling this our church family. We're excited to share and pray with them. It has helped us go from feeling like outsiders and attendees to being truly a part of Westwood. So I, I thought that was worth sharing. Amen? Amen. Amen. Okay. Uh, what's the second question? There was an I don't know. <laughs> I, was, uh, I had a plan. I thought he was going to ask us stuff. You, um, had, you had the plan. <laughs> yeah, I think you sent us a couple questions yes. ahead of time. And uh, one of them was, you know, what, what do I love 
about you know gathering as a micro church and i mean there's so many things that i love about gathering so it's really hard to summarize those into something that's condensed without taking up a pile of time so i mean there's the obvious like the, the opportunity to study together um i don't know there's something so much richer in studying within that smaller context um a similar passage i mean you can read books but it's just not as not as rich there's always the food so <laughs> you know what good mennonite gathering doesn't have food and but i think ultimately for me like the part that i love the most is actually the people so and we often talk about the church in the context of family and uh our micro church really is that it is our church family and they are you know i i love the people that we gather with and i know i'm loved by them and uh, that's so valuable to i think to myself to doriana because my immediate biological family is they're not believers so having that christian influence in that christian family around me is so valuable Um, yeah, my question was just how does our micro church challenge us and just help us to grow? And I mean, I don't know, Kevin kind of shared it too, but I mean, currently in our group, we're studying Romans and kind of during the week, we're tasked with reading the passage ahead of time, studying it, meditating on it. So, I mean, it's, it's making us get into our Bibles and study, which has been been really good. And then we come together and then we share what we've learned. And so there's that accountability piece of being in our Bible. And then there's always, Keith is always really good at like, you know, pushing us to actually act on something, which, you know, sometimes frustrating, but always good too, right? <laughs> so. Um, yeah, and then, so I think the question for me was, um, what would we miss out on um, without um, being part of a microchurch or being connected in our community? Um, in our case, we've missed out on a lot of things. Like, I think the biggest things have been um, having people to share the struggles with, um, people to pray through the struggles with every single week. Um, that brings a closeness that just kind of automatically happens. Um, I mean, we would have missed out on um, photography and hairdressing and um, a whole bunch of other things <laughs> during COVID without um, being so connected. We kind of kept meeting and trying to do little churches along the way. Um, so Keith and Carrie were um, kind of kept us connected, I think, even through COVID and kept our boys connected. And um, that was really neat. Um, but yeah, I think over the many years of us being at Westwood, we've mostly been in a variety of small groups, and I think those connections have really stayed um, strong over many years and led to this um, really um, neat feeling of belonging that I'd never expected to have when I came here when I was 19, totally on my own. My family wasn't part of the church, and I thought, I'll just come to church and it'll be good, but I won't be like, in that like really everybody knows you kind of group. That's not gonna be me, but um, I think maybe 20 years later, here we are really connected. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's been really cool. Awesome, well th thank you so much. Like, did, did you wanna wrap it up? Like, I just wanna say yes and amen to everything that you shared. Yeah, I mean, we just, we, we, we have connected deeply with people, even, even people that have been in our group for a shorter amount of time. I don't know. This this is Suzanne, and she hasn't said anything, <laughs> but she's okay with that. We're yeah. I don't know. We 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 are.
we've added people along the way, and it's and it's it's always been good. So we're we're praising God for what He's doing in our group. Yeah, yeah, and we we would encourage you as a group. We would encourage you if you you've not considered or you're not a part of one, um, give it a shot. It's well worth it. It'll help you immensely in all many things. And so we're grateful for your guys' leadership. And thank you so much. All right. Yeah. Um, invite Rose and Niall Tomi up to join me on the platform. You know, one of our priorities here at, at Westwood is mission and uh, following God on mission. Uh, the last number of years, we've put a lot of time and people, resources, and investment into what we call the MCC apartments. And this morning, uh, Nolan and Emily Hansen, along with Violet, their little one, were we're planning on being a part of us and, and giving us a bit of an update as to one year later, how have things gone. We commissioned them one year ago to serve in the apartments as uh, pastors and church planters. Uh, they've been down with uh, sickness the last number of weeks, and Violet especially has been a little bit challenged. And so they're kind of off to the, the doctor this morning and not able to be with us. So we want to pray for them and encourage them. But Rose and Niall have uh, graciously uh, been willing to step in because they've been very much a part of, come on up into the light here. Um, that's funny, eh? Come into the light, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, you're always in the darkness. <laughs> just, just kidding. Um, they've been very invested in uh, the work of the apartments, and we're so grateful for that. And so, uh, specifically, you, you, have, um, you have invested some time with ESL. Yes. Teaching English as a second language. Yes. Tell us a little bit about how that's going. Okay. So, just to, uh, like, say something before I yeah. go into that. You know, like, the ESL class or the ESL, you know, uh, program that we have at the apartment, it's not just a program. It's the... You know what, uh, um, it's a kind of, what do you call it, uh, oasis. Hmm. You know, like for any immigrant, any refugee who come, and uh, it's hard for them, like, just to be alone and lonely. And so that small place uh, gives them the opportunity to come in and connect. Yeah. So what we do there, like Chris and me, we, um, uh, uh, we uh, welcome them. And we, uh, we, every Thursday, every Thursday, we, uh, we speak about, uh, uh, like, um, different kind of topics. And um, uh, lots of people who from different countries who are immigrants, and some of them are refugees. So they come, and we have good, good uh, chat. We, uh, uh, they learn English, and at the same time, you know, we speak about... Um, uh, topics that is related to life and to like uh, life in Canada and life in general. Right. And many times, you know, God has opened, um, gave us the opportunity to share about our faith. Yeah. How many nationalities would be in a group at any given time when you meet? Uh, like mostly, um, like we had um, uh, maybe uh, about three to four maybe nationalities, they come in and go, you know, uh, but lately mostly the Iranian, Iranian, <laughs> and um, uh, lovely people who are open, and uh, like, uh, so anything, you know. Right. So, and also people from Ukraine, 
Yeah. Uh, they came, they joined us, and uh, one time from Pakistan. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so it's a good opportunity to reach out to people and be with yeah. them. And you know, and what's good about it, it's just not, it doesn't end there, you know, in the class or at the center. It's spread outside the, spre uh, the center, like they come and visit us and, you know, mm -hmm. visit uh, Tom and Chris, Nolan, mm -hmm. you know, like it's, um, and they invited us to their places. So it's like connection yeah. and yeah. Yeah, well, I was going to say that, like you've really emphasized community and relationship again, kind of yes. what the micro church was doing. Yes. And so these people are coming from different countries and yes. and we may be wanting to welcome them with open arms, but yes. they're also grieving what they've left behind. Yes. And and so this this connection really becomes really important. And you know what? We we found out that God is also doing work behind that. More than this, like I know that some people are connecting with the same people that we have at the center who are coming and they are yeah. all, uh, talking to them about Christ and you know like, so it's like God is doing this kind mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. connection yeah. and in the center and outside the center. So, and I think this is a very important, you know, uh, as, uh, as a refugee when we came, and now I see them coming, like it's very, uh, it's, um, it's a blessing to have uh, a place, a center like that for people to come and find a place where people love them uh, truthfully and people who welcome them. And at the same time, we like, um, uh, you know, like hear something about our faith. Yeah, yeah. Well, we want to continue to bless you in that work because it is a very, very important work. And as you just said, you yourselves were refugees and yes. you were immigrants to a new land. Yes. And uh, in, the coming, <coughs> in the coming days, you're actually going to be heading back to Syria yes. so that you can be an encouragement and support to family and friends with the devastation that's happened there. Yes. Do you want to share a little bit about that? Yeah, um, you know, seven years ago, I still remember, you know, standing here with my uh, my kids, my family. You're stepping into the dark, Rose. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, just, you know, push me there if I... <laughs> okay, um, like seven years ago, ago, we were standing here in the same spot, sharing mm. how Westwood uh, and how God brought us to Canada and through Westwood Church. And we are very blessed to be here. And we really would like to thank everyone here in, at Westwood Church. The big thank is to God who brought us. And um, so now um, we were refugees and now I'm standing here, me and Nael, um, um, sharing with you about what's happening in Syria. Now, so we already, there is still, there is still, the effect of war going on, and now we have the earthquake. And uh, the earthquake happened in my city, in our city, Latakia. And uh, lots of people died, and, um, and uh, so uh, my daughter is there. My daughter Sarah went there last month to do some uh, courses at the university so she can get her bachelor, and the earthquake happened there. And so she told me, Mom, signs of death, people, uh, of dead people are, you know, streets are full of 
these signs. Families died, and people lost their homes, and they are in shelters. So, you know, the government did a kind of um, provided shelters to the families, uh, and uh, so they are staying in shelters because they can't go back to their buildings. The buildings, some buildings are knocked down, some buildings are uh, cracked, you know, they can't. Um, and also people in Aleppo, like cousins of us, and they keep asking us, you know, can you help? We can't go back to our building. So it will be a journey, like it's, it's not an easy journey for us because, um, you know what? We left Syria. The last time we went to Syria, it was in 2014. The last time we saw Syria. So it's like going back to Syria, it's like opening a, our diary and like going to the past, but the past is not there. And you know, the, you know, and the present is difficult. And so, so we, we would like you, if you can support us with your prayer and support our journey, you know, with prayers or any kind of, um, you know, support that God will put in your heart because one of the purposes that we are going is see our families there and be with my, our daughter and also to help people there. Whoever they need help, you know, we will see what can we do. Yeah, and so we are going on March the 2nd. Our flight, we booked it almost three days ago. And uh, we are coming back on March the 22nd. We appreciate your support and prayers, please. Yeah. So one of the things that, one of the things that I think I heard, well, you highlighted for us, is when we serve on mission, um, there's things to celebrate, and yet it's also hard. It's really challenging when we say yes to the Lord and follow him in, in, on, on the mission that he's called us to. And so we want to thank you for your faithfulness, and we want to pray for you even as you, as you head out here in these next couple of days. And we want to continue to bless you in the work as you've encouraged us. And so can we, can we pray for Rose and Ayal right now? Lord Jesus, we thank you for Rose and Ayal, and we thank you for uh, bringing them uh, into our church family, into, into our faith family here. Uh, we realize that they, they left behind a lot and they've had to process all of the grieving and, and the mourning that comes with that. And so we, we recognize that and we stand with them today, grateful for how you continue to be faithful in the work that you've called them to and, and are doing. And so now would you strengthen them and give them every grace as they, as they go to Syria to ch seek to be an encouragement and a blessing to family and to to community, to friends who've lost much. Uh, Lord, would you, would you strengthen them? Would they bring um, a beacon of hope into that country? And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Please continue to pray for Rose and Ayala over these coming days and weeks. Um, we also want to celebrate this morning our youth ministry. And so I want to invite uh, the, the three amigos here to join me on the couch. Um, the couch represents a bit of, um, a bit of youth reality, and um, these three guys share our couch a lot, and so uh, <laughs> welcome, to, welcome to our couch. It's great to be here, Bobby. <laughs> it's great to be here, Bobby. Thanks. All right. Thanks. <laughs> so, uh, so these guys here, uh, they represent uh, our youth ministry, our senior high youth ministry specifically, but um, 
have really become really uh, just, I think, catalysts in many respects for, uh, for our youth ministry this year. And so uh, you guys have kind of organized yourselves accordingly. And so um, uh, why don't you uh, kind of start a little bit uh, in telling us a little bit about how God has been at work within the youth ministry from your guys' perspectives. Um, well, um, well, just, you know, with uh, Pastor Davey leaving, um, you know, it's been difficult, um, but it's amazing to see how God works through all of the youth leaders that are there, um, and it's amazing to see how, uh, you know, there are people, um, like, um, like you guys, like the Dicks and, um, the working teens who are just willing to open their homes, um, and just invite the youth in to, you know, that's a big, in my opinion, that's been a big uh, blessing because um, Youth Pastor Davey, he, um, his big idea was community and connection, and that was something that he brought with him uh, to youth, um, and I feel that uh, that is something that he has left behind uh, for us to carry on with, um, and it's difficult, but I can see God working through all of those people keeping us senior youth connected and uh, outside of youth and everything. Cool. Specifically, what are, what are some of the things that, that you, you see God doing within the, within the youth ministry? Yeah, something I've noticed, particularly this uh, last year's um, God working in the small group time. Um, this year it feels much more um, personal and connected to everyone. Um, in the small group, I can't speak for all of them, but in ours specifically, um, yeah, I feel like I have more insight into people's personal lives and, um, like, everyone has something uh, that they request prayer for, um, so that's, yeah, just nice to um, see how everyone's doing. And, mm-hmm. yeah. How many uh, youth are in a small group and, yeah, usually, generally? Like, seven to eight, maybe? Okay. And, and each one is led by an adult leader? Yep. Cool. Nice. Um, Justin, when you think about youth ministry, for what are you, what are you thankful? What can we be thankful for? Uh, so, oh, yeah, the mic. Um, uh, <laughs> things you can be thankful for uh, are definitely the uh, youth band. Uh, I think that has been really cool. Um, we've played here once, and I think we're going to continue to do that, and uh, I think that's a blessing for lots of people. Um, uh, another thing in that is that uh, there's been people who've really poured into us who have been in the band. Uh, yeah, that's been really cool. Uh, thankful for, I sound like a broken record here, but community as well. Just um, every single week, we're, we're getting together, we're hanging out, we're talking about stuff, uh, good, yeah, good stuff, deep stuff that's happening in our lives, and I think that's really important uh, for us in our, like, teenage years growing up, you know, to have, to have people that we can talk to about stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, open question, um, anybody can kind of answer it or whatever. As you think about, like, kind of looking ahead, what's something that you guys would dream about that God would do in our youth ministry? It's an open question. <laughs> I mean, I guess the obvious one would be bringing a youth pastor um, for the okay. future would be ideal. Okay. Um, yeah. So we can be praying for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think a youth pastor is really crucial. Uh, David poured into us a ton. It was his job, but he, he did an amazing job. And uh, that meant an absolute ton to me and you guys as well. 
uh, another thing that we could look forward to uh, would like I think that um, like these connections that we've built in youth group will continue on for young adults and keep going. I think that's uh, really cool. And our connection with uh, the leaders, uh, especially Tyler, has really connected with a lot of the leaders' uh, relationships that he will definitely continue to, um, yeah, be with. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tyler, uh, last word for you. When you, yeah, when you think about looking ahead, what would you love to see God do? Um, yeah, uh, what senior high is like right now, I would love for that to continue. Um, this is mine and Colin's last year at senior high. Um, and so I, I just love how, how tightly knit we are as a community. And I just really hope that something like this will be passed on um, to the next senior high that will be there. And mm -hmm. I just hope that that would continue forward in the years to come. Well, you know, on that note, I, I think you guys need to be commended. I mean, Pastor David did a great, I totally agree with you guys. He just really led the way in that way, and we can be thankful for that. He's left a bit of a legacy. You guys have picked it up, and you kind of are working with the youth and uh, continuing to bring people together. You need to continue to do that, and I just, we just want to encourage you in that, and thank you for that. Um, Justin can't get enough <clears throat> of that mic. Yeah, the mic's awesome. Uh, <laughs> Another thing that I would love to see continue on is the apartment stuff. Uh, youth has been at the apartments, which I think, not, not every week, but sometimes. I think that's been really cool to connect with those people as well. Just continuing on with what you were saying before yes. with Rose and Nail there. So serving on mission, community, relationships. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Awesome. Well, you guys have mentioned our leaders, and we've got a lot of leaders who are pouring into you and have been doing that. And so we want to say a big thank you to them. And so, Tyler, if you look over the, your couch there, you... you <laughs> There you go. Um, they're not cookies. Um, so if we have any youth leaders here in the house, um, would you just come run on up here, and, and these guys want to give you a, a gift card to Starbucks. So um, just come on up. I'm not sure who's all here for I youth you, leaders. I see yeah. you. There we go. Okay, we do have a couple. Yeah, come on up. Yeah. And as they're coming on up, yeah, come on up, Mel. Oh, come on, Okay, Mel. come on up. Let's give them a big thank you, big applause. Thank you. Tyler, do the honors. Do the honors. Ken, come on up. You guys are so shy. My goodness. And as they're doing that worship band, would you come on up? And we want to continue to uh, worship the Lord. And we just want to say a big thanks to the youth leaders. We know how much uh, time and effort they put into it. It is, uh, it is uh, great work, and we're grateful for it. Thanks, Justin, Tyler, and Colin for, um, for being with us this morning. And let's be encouraged today. As uh, you've come to gather and worship together, we're so glad that you've come. I want to remind you as we prepare for annual general meeting uh, next Sunday after lunch that uh, today, like right now after this service, if you go to the youth center, you can chat with our board of elders, our pastoral team, and they'll be there to answer questions and engage with you on our ministry and where we see kind of God moving. And I hope that that would be an encouragement. If you haven't yet registered for the annual general meeting, please do that. Go online and you can do that and uh, we'd love to prepare for you. So, so as we go today, let's be confident of this, that he who began a good work in us will carry it to completion until Jesus comes again. Amen? Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful day and a wonderful week.